Okay. So the uh, first comment and the other question, both by brought to you by uh, Stolzinger Astronomers Incorporated. Uh, so uh, didn't want to go into the truths of once you were asking right before the shear. So the Ramban alluded to the fact that even in even in Beis David, not the yeshiva here in Muncie, uh even in Beis David they had trophim, so it can't be in Avodazar. But the question still remains. What was it doing there? And there's a huge machlekes by Michal when she used it to cover up and pull the uh, covers over his face to fool Shaul's men who came to take him back to kill him. So it was a great uh, ruse and it gave David Mel just enough time to run and make it out. And Michal had to make up a white lie that uh, she was threatened and actually helped him out. And they didn't hurry in because they thought David was lying there and he wasn't. Question is, what was that thing doing there? Naniyah was Navarazara. Did you have those things around the house because in case you needed? But Sakanas some suggest Sakanas you could check with Trofim to see what's in store to escape. Just like you could probably use Kishuf by Sakanas but I say probably because even that's not Pashit. Because real Kishuf is so closely associated with Navarazara in the Pusik. Yeah, Paiskim says you have Rayab. So Darish Asidus of, of Tam and T as not Yavayavar because it's mutter to react on it even if you have no other choice but to be involved in any form of these to have skulls these to have we were discussing after the Shea last night to have a, a body whatever it was made out of uh, Michal Bashal was a big tzadikis huge she wore tefillin the only documented Rashi's uh, daughter was a Koshayla Michal Bashal wore tefillin we're talking about a big balls madrega, and then David wouldn't allow it in the house. So, what was it there is a good schmooze for another year. But the other, what you were. Oh, so how do we know that it was? Maybe Trotman just means that it's like, it's like a mannequin. It's not necessarily. If you weren't it, modeling it, it, suits or clothing, why would you have a mannequin in your house? Do you have a mannequin in your house? Probably not. Shetel I don't have one. What? Shetelhead. A shetelhead made of foam. That's a difference. How many, how many holes can you poke, if any, with. So nobody has, I mean, we have a room full of people. Anybody have a mannequin in the house? That's, that's, that's not in the business? Dolls. Even the what? So dolls. So that happens to be an important shayloom about uh, the whole doll, mutter, and the het that we use is slept around and then usually dismembered quickly, unfortunately. So it's not exactly a thing she'll cover, but the fancy dolls you pay a lot of money for sitting in your break front, so all that, that's not a problem. That's why the different paiskim, uh, different things, what you take off it, but to have a whole life, this was a huge body. They came in and checked, where's David? Is he sleeping there? He's very ill. So gave, gave enough time to have to go back to Shaul and say, I didn't want to come, he was ill. Shaul said, bring him in his bed. He wanted to execute him, he held his murder mouth. So that gained already 25 minutes back and forth. It was large enough and real enough to uh, look like a human. What was it doing there? So there was a good reason it was there, not for... Uh, not for the year now, but the Ramban's raya that it wasn't always used for Barazar often it degenerated into a Barazar. That, that was the reference uh, last night. Uh, the second comment from the Astronomers Club. Were you just looking this up because were, were, this is the topic of the shear? You have to come across it. Just jumped at you. Mamish Minashamayim. I guess that's a bad pun over here. It was Minashamayim for sure. It just wasn't in the stars. Anyway, so he sent me an article uh, from yesterday. This was from yesterday? Couldn't make this up. Okay. A dark matter hurricane is headed our way. 
Now, the whole article, the good news is, don't panic, there's nothing to worry about. There are like a hundred stars headed our way. These things are very large, but he claims there's still nothing to worry about. So, don't worry about it. However, he basically describes over here that in a simple layman's turn, this is like a hundred stars moving around in the wrong direction. His muscle is like going down the highway off the side of a car going in the wrong lane. So, you were wondering uh, you know, where would they see such a thing, what well, we just spoke about it last night, and stars be moving around all the time, and we don't know about it. And sometimes they notice it, sometimes they don't. So this actually fits in very well. And it also shows you they're looking. That was the question we started with last night. They're looking, and boy, they're looking. They're looking all the time. But they're looking as far as they can see. I think this one was like... I have me to get nervous. It's sort of like getting near the Milky Way surrounding our sun. And, and he was even happy that the, um, the satellite, G-A-I-A, can I pronounce that? Which satellite is this? I don't know where they got that name from. But whatever the satellite, the GIA satellite, announced locations of uh, two billion stars in the vicinity of Milky Way before last night. I would have thought that's odd. <laughs> surrounding our sun, and they released the data to the public, so at least we're informed. And they're noticing things all the time. They're looking. But what they themselves admitted, there are hundreds of billions more beyond what they could see. And we're not even including the black hole. So there's a lot going on in the Bria, which is why Coach Barclay built it that way. So it was a Dabra Bita Imahu. Let's go back to the Shutarashpa, which is really, in this case, the Shutaraman. And the Ramban was asked to Shaila why he's getting married in the first 15 days of the month considered a minig Yisrael for those who had the minig if it looks like you're dealing with the superstitions. He says, no, it's a simon muzzle and he gives the example just like we pour wine through tubes at a chasna. A lot of you were very interested in that minig after the shir. If you want to bring it back, just don't blame it on me and check with the caterer. But they were doing it possibly outside. All the chuppas were outside, which is why they never had the shailus of the chuppah where you're making a hole in the ceiling and everything. The chuppah was always outside. The shayz, they're doing it before the chuppah, after the chuppah. And Ramban says, nothing wrong with a simen bracha. He went on to begin discussing the Gemara and Pesachim, Ein Shalom B'Kaldim. How do you know you can't ask Kaldim, the stargazers, the astrologers, for information? Tamalamer, Tamimtiyah. And the reason it's only Tamimtiyah is it doesn't fit into, under the category of any of the Yisurim listed in the Pesach, Nagea to Kishuf, and Lisa Inanu, and all the other items. The footnote I wanted to show you, two very important comments. Look at the bottom here, this particular edition. A very nice comment, two comments uh, on page one. Uh, you see the first bracket? Look back, this is going on footnote 11. Look back at 11 inside the actual tshuva. You see that? It's about five lines at the bottom. Go to the line before that. And you see Mazel exists as a Chachma. It just says it doesn't apply to, to Yidin. And, or does it? Rabbi Hanina says it does. And he says we don't pass it like him. Avagav the less Because all the other Shittas in the Gemara held not so. But Nichush is not. It's not an Isidereza. Take a look at the footnote in the second column, in the middle of the footnote in the bracket. Vahenu, first of the line. What is Ramban trying to prove over here? Les Hochazakavase. First of all, it's an interesting sugi to say Les Hochazakavase, whether in Hashkafa, Yesh Mazli Yisrael, Ay Mazli Yisrael. What's the debate that you'd have to pask in this Shaila? 
which we'll see over and over again. We've seen it a little bit in the Parish HaChumish. We're going to see it in this Shuvah very clearly. The reason why it's also is because Hashem asks us to grow to the level of Bitochen that even if you hear something, don't panic because Hashem could change it based on and the fact that Hashem makes these nisim all the time, is moving stars around all the time, is exactly why we don't have to come on to all these Gaisha practices of trying to figure out what the stars are telling us, and certainly inquiring of others who might know. Otherwise, it's a chachma science. It wouldn't be the Yisr. It's not like bringing, uh, having a sans, bringing somebody up from the dead, which is a separate Yisr. The key in the whole is or nothing. Tamimus is only on something. Hashem asks us for this level of Tamimus only on something that we can daven for. And again, many of you asked me at the beginning, it's a very good question. And the exact formula we're never going to know. But why isn't there an Isser or a bit of Tamimtiya when you do a Shadlis at the office? Trying to check out uh, your due diligence on a real estate deal. Why is that a violation of Tamimtiya? The is people do it. No? Guys in the back? You do some due diligence. Why? What kind of, what kind of maimon are you, anyway? The answer is, truth be told, if we want the highest madrega, we'd be doing far less ishtadlis. But even on madrega, that Ramban's quoting, don't ever ask stargazers, even though they have vital information about the future, which is 90% accurate, don't ask them. It's a violation of Tamantia. So why, why is it Tamantia? Because... Just daven and give tzaka, do my time. Hashem, whatever was, whatever is going to be, Hashem could change it. Yeah, okay. So then why are we doing, why are we doing any shots to find the information? Whatever the good news or bad news was, Hashem could change it. So the answer, obviously, is going to be something to the effect of the Kala Zesa Pechatech tells us you got to do what the minig is in minimal hashtablis, whatever that minig is. You got to figure out what that is. Then you got to figure out what your drag is. If my drag is a little higher than the average, do a little less. If it's a little lower, do a little more. But first, find out what the range is. Astrology, even in the olden times, was not done every single morning when somebody would get up. Okay, what are the stars? Even though I, I asked, and uh, Yaka was a little bit under the weather, was following the shear, so uh, he mentioned it's in every paper. Come up, I said, like the Wall Street Journal said, no, not the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> so. Uh, what? The lower, end. the lower end papers. Okay. I, the New York Times has horoscope. Not lower end. By the way, the New York Times is very low end, but for a different reason. But they don't have that. In the perceived sophistication. Okay. Okay. So I mean, they don't. Have, they have more than uh, five letter words. Um, okay. So the public loves this stuff. The, the stuff they're passing off as astrology has nothing to do with anything. But the, the fact that people like to inquire doesn't mean this is considered for the average peasant five years ago, normal shots. You wake up in the morning, you have to work on the plantation, you got to work on the farm, you got to work on this, for the source, for the Lord, whatever. Whatever you're doing, you, you got to work. You know, I don't think the first thing you did was ask the stargazers. Zayasapecha, going to work is a pretty big part of the day. And the other shots you do in medicine, before that, that's get rapi yarapi. We have different things that tell us that's considered normative ishtablis. Again, the higher the madrig is, the less ishtablis you have to do because you're that much closer. But over here, the Gemara is asking, minayin she'en shayilin bekaldiyin. The Gemara is singling out. So we don't need Baruch Hashem, otherwise we need help. How do you, how do you put this into a model? How do you know which, which ishtablis yes and which ishtablis no? The answer is, Gemara made it easy. The Gemara says, 
You want a Messiah on which Ishtadlis? No, Menayin Shein Shalom Mechaldim, Tam Alayim, Tam Etia. So Gemara tells us this is not Ishtadlis you have to make. Not for Panasa, and not for Afua, not for all the things you want to know about what's going to happen tomorrow. So they had a Messiah for that. I don't think we, we don't really have to answer it. It's just I'm trying to give you a, a background why historically I think that even when they were very into it, that was not the first question they thought of in the morning necessarily. And therefore, it's considered unnecessary the Shabbos, as opposed to once you hear it, are you allowed to be nervous? Yes, Rabbi Kiva was nervous. Are you allowed to be so nervous that you want to tell your daughter? Maybe, yeah, maybe not, depending on which answer you give, why you didn't tell the daughter. That's the, that's the balancing act over here, which is difficult. Yes? So the story in Brachos where Elo uh, slept in the base of course, so the first year, Rabbi Uyana said he, he, heard, he overheard the conversation. He overheard it all the years. The second year, he went back to hear it again. So okay. is that a lack of you know, it's interesting. Uh, he made a fortune the first year, if you remember from that Misa. He overheard. That's a very good piece of information, probably more accurate than the astrologist, because he's in a shamas talking straight from where all the information is emanating. They would kill for that. They'd probably be sued for insider trading, although go sue the Nishamas for passing on the information. But yeah, that, that's, that's vital, right? So here the first time, he made an absolute mint. Gamar says. They, they, he knew exactly when it was going to rain and when they, this is going to hit, that's going to hit, and he knew when to plant and made a fortune. So it was so obvious that after a couple times, his wife said, why is it all the farmers are getting clobbered and you keep making money? Which, you know, it's a good question. So you're asking, was he allowed to go back? His general habit in life was not to look into these things, although we don't, never know exactly what was going on. Shy who that was. Why would you go sleep in a basic forest? That's an unusual place to sleep. I, that's the problem. Is, is that normally Hasidim and Sadiqim and don't go don't sleep in basic forest. It's an odd thing to do, and, and it's something somebody in Takishov would do because you want to communicate with a with an Aftar. But something he was a tzaddik, but there was a good reason why he was there. Um, one guy started alluding to me once that he had somewhat of a disagreement with his wife. I said, It'll pass. He said, Should I go sleep in a basic forest? I assumed he had just learned the Gemara and Brochus or something like that. It's an unusual reaction uh, to, um, to a misunderstanding. You're asking, could he go back the second time? You see, you see it was not especially if you hold it was a chassid. Yeah, it's not astrology. Astrology is Moshech. This thing is a Moshech. Haraya, when they got word in Shemayim, he was listening, they stopped talking. So it wasn't going to last. He figured he'd try once, twice. It stopped pretty quickly. Astrology is a science that's built in. Once you get hooked on it, that becomes your whole way of life. And then it often leads to a And even if it doesn't, then you're not talking to a Baruch anymore. You're not, uh, you're not building the relationship. You're not making it closer. So that, that could be a chilik. It could be he knew that, look, I don't know how long it's going to keep up, but as long as they're still talking, nothing wrong with listening and giving a lot of stuff. So I, I, can, I can hear such a thing. Good question. Let's go back to the footnote here. So again, the key in first line is Cain. Cain lay Yisrael So there wouldn't be an Yisrael if HaKadosh Baruch wouldn't be making this Havtacha to, based on our relationship, cater to our needs, even if it means moving a lot of stars around. Kivin l'chol Yisrael, nothing mitam tia, ain shayach tamimus elabadavosh HaKadosh Baruch HaMashaneu. Tamimus means things that you can daven your way out of or do mitzvahs and Hashem will change. Avalim lo yakadosh Baruch HaMashana HaMazal is gamli Yisrael. Ein tamim tia sibel That's a very basic insight. What the Raman is trying to tell us, he says, tamim tia is a function. The reason there's a bit here is Hashem expects more of us, and we have other channels in the time of the Beis Hamikdash or in the and Again, mostly, again, it's a public sphere. Very important decisions. 
But for the personal decisions, everybody feels that decisions are important. You had the ability to daven more and to do mitzvahs and give them what and leave it beyond Hashem, which is what life is all about. Tzadik and to build the bitachon and amuna. And that's why this is us, sir. And in Hanami, if we wouldn't have this haftacha, that Hashem is always listening, it has to be ingrained over and over again in our minds. There are many people who go through Leilena rough times, and whenever I'm speaking to them, the first thing I hear is, Hashem forgot about me. There are real people who say that, and they deep down they know there is no such thing, but it's got to be internalized, got to be heard, and it's got to be heard from rejected by No, Hashem didn't forget about you. Not Panasa, not Shiduchim, and not that Hashem doesn't forget about anything. It's clear. Hashem doesn't forget. It looks like Hester Panim that you're davening and davening and davening and you can daven 50 years. Sometimes the answer is no and it's not good for you. And sometimes the answer is the recipe over here is you got to daven 53 years and after 50 years you get it because that's what you need for your tikkun. It happened with Hanan, it happened with Dimos. We don't know what the timeline is. So that's comment number one. Number two, skip down. Yesh Lishaloid. According to this theory, Kivin Shalasa Lishal Behem, this prat in the Gemara, if you hold also the Ramam holds this in his Dereza, Ramam holds this in Pitol Asse, Ech Amber Begemara Shabbos Haiman, the Gemara Namanalf, which I keep referring to, that gives you the whole list Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Erev Shabbos, and Shabbos, and gives you the personality traits of the person born on each day. And the Gemara tells us this even though the Gemara then brings up, it also depends on the hour of the day and what the, where the planets are. What happens to Tamantia? What is this information here for? And why do we need this information? And shouldn't we certainly not be reading it in the Gemara? Why would the Gemara print it? What's it for? Tamantia is just a lie on Hashem and work on yourself. Maybe you say it's only for the future. Which is the prat that everybody says. That's not talking about the future. That's know yourself. Know your midas. Know your character traits. Know your tools. And if you can get a head start by knowing which day and which hour, which planet you were born under, you'll get an insight into yourself. You know what you have to be careful about. You know what you have to work on. So nothing wrong with that. We're talking about using it to tell the future. So, so far so good. If that's the answer, in a moment, that's where we're up to Rama Beis, the Ramban brought a Raya from Abavinu, brought a Raya from Abikiva, and the next Raya is Abnachma Yitzchak, saying Gemara Rama Beis, where the Chaldeim told his mother he's going to be a Ganav, and she decided to take action from the time he was born, she put a big yarmulke on him or a hood, and they told him, never take off your yarmulke, never take off your hat, and always wear it, and he always did that, he grew up to be Abnachma Yitzchak. Pretty good. And the Gemara tells him, I saw that one time he was sitting under a tree, and a wind came, and knocked off his hat or his hood, or his yarmulke roll three, and he was under a decal tree, and he looked up, he had a big tie to steal one. So, I guess he quickly put back his uh, yarmulke. What sounds like the Ramban's going to bring that as a raya, that once the Chaldean tell you something, you can react. So his mother reacted in a very positive way. That's Ramban's raya, that you can't ask, but you can react. What's the raya? Maybe the Kaldim were just saying, this is going to be the Tachun Sanefesh, or Nachmah Yitzchak, so just know that, like Amaral. What, what would be the raya? You understand what he's asking? You can't bring a raya from this case. If, if the whole Amaral tells you it depends on the hour you're born, the day you're born, and that's not a problem of Tamantia, you should know that because it helps to understand yourself. It's going to, you're going to work on your midas and bavarn your bad midas and fix yourself up and know where you're coming from so you know what you have to be careful about. So that's all kosher. Yeah, you should be allowed to ask. 
You not only have to ask the Gemara prints it for us, so, so we can learn it and find out. Which right, means but, we didn't get to the Gemara yet inside because uh, I want people to understand the parameters before you get all bent out of shape when you read the Gemara. Like every time I it was Gemara with somebody, everybody always says, "I'm got to call my mother, got to find out." Probably nobody in this room knows what hour they were born. Probably never looked it up. That's not so accurate, and it can make a difference. They, that you obviously haven't been in a hospital room in a. In the living room in a while. They, the nurse gets to it when they look at the clock. They have, Baruch Hashem, they're busy with other things, like making sure the baby's okay, and they got to push the baby a little bit, and they put the baby in the warmer. I've seen them look up, for a bris, this is very nagea. Yeah. I've seen them look up uh, five minutes later, ten minutes later, twelve minutes later, and sometimes make hasharas and backtrack. It's not an exact science, and the hour, it might make a difference, Mars, Jupiter, Something like that. And uh, then you got to also know the day. Does everybody know offhand what day they were born? What day of the week? Does that, is that? Uh, I think most people probably either never asked or did and don't remember. It's not. We, uh, we remember our birthdays. Remember your wife's birthday. That's the first, uh, that's the first thing. And uh, <laughs> if you remember yours, it's irrelevant. And except uh, if you want to have the mazel in your day, so you'll uh, you give people brochus. But Lamaisa. If Amad Aleph is being explained by it's not the future, it's the past, to understand yourself, so then how can Rabban say, I have a raya that you're not allowed to ask, but you're allowed to react for the fact that Nachman Yisrael's mother made sure he was wearing yarmulke and a hat? What's the raya? She wasn't reacting to them telling her the future, she's reacting for them telling her an insight of Tchunas and Ebed. That's what he's bavarning, which is a, it's a very good kasha. And look back on the footnote. Uh, first one line is Lachker Mazalt. The Im Naimer Shlones Alacha Acham Mikra Mabam Al Adam Lo Ben Yom Shem Teva Adam Tchanaisov. Just to understand your nature. Im Kain Mahavir Rabbi Nerai Mar Nachma Yisvok Shamo Kadoy Lime Berech Ganvahavi. He's going to be a Ganov. So he says you have to say the Pshat is Nira Shalomitzat Tiva Omer. They didn't say he's going to Tchus and Efes to be a Ganov, which is probably also true. They would say, no, no, no. We're looking to the future, and we see he's going to be a god. Probably referring to the one time his hat fell off. So she said, I'm not waiting for that time. I don't care how many years the future is. I, I'm going to make sure this doesn't become a habit. Interesting. Interesting shot in what Ramban's going to say. And let's go to Ahmed Bey's, and we'll see. Next page, and we'll see the Raya. Yeah, the top line, Akiva Davi Dog, Rabbi Kiva Davi Dog, Amilsa Debarte Tuve, Lacha Shanitha Darish, Mishum, Tzaka Nisla, Mimisa Mamish, Shmamin Amamin Hayabahem. And there's nothing wrong with that once you hear it if you weren't inquiring. Umi Uvda Dorab Nachma Yitzhak Nami, which we just saw that his mother was told that he's going to either have the Natiya toward it, the predilection toward it, or going to what he just answered to actually see it's going to happen, and she wanted to make sure it didn't happen twice. It's amazing. That's out of the whole blot, which is, each line is pelvic. Here we have a case, Kevin Kiva's daughter was saved, Baruch Hashem, she got married, she survived, thank God, the next morning. Here, Rav Nachman by Yisrael, can you imagine? He had both the Tchunas and Efesh, and they were darshaning, lost we're going to see him steal. And he told his mother. So you have somebody who had a strong Natiya for Geneva? He grew up to be a Nachman by Yitzchak and he never stole. He had one Havamina to take a decal, uh, take down a fruit or two. And that was it. Never, never happened. So for all the people who are constantly convinced, the same people who sometimes in frustration say, I forgot about me, Rahman Lislan, 
say, no, no, he just uh, marked me for failure because I have all these tchunas and nefesh and I was probably b- born the worst combination of uh, the red planet and then some and they take all the Gemaras and misuse it. The Gemara makes quite clear, as we will see in Mitzvah Shem, that whatever tchunas and nefesh uh, you're given, whatever circumstances they could use, l'toiv, l'mutuv, and there is no such thing. It doesn't exist. There are people who struggle in different areas. Everybody's always, like any jealousy, looking at everybody else. Why does he have more money? Why does he have more this? Why does he have more that? And then why does he have this easy? And why does he learn so, so well? And he has this flesh and I don't. And all the other excuses we all go through, spend our life on. And you understand that uh, he's looking at you, wondering why you don't struggle with this. Everybody's wired differently. And that's uh, called your tachlis achayim. And uh, put that with the Gilgal and the Shamas and all the other things you're coming for. You're being Mesaka and Kapara. There's a lot going on, and just like we all understand, you don't know about 100 billion stars, and you haven't scratched the surface, we also don't know too much about uh, what goes into the Nisyanis of uh, Neshama, and uh, where they've been, where they're going, even taking out Gilgal Neshamas, if you're just a regular plain old Nitzis, which is not so simple, or even if you're a primary Neshama, which none of us are, so don't get too excited. Um, it's deep Kabbalah, but uh, I mentioned that to people and they were quite disappointed that they had a used. I told them it was pre-owned, not used. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it sounds a lot better. But it was, doesn't mean it's a Gilgal, doesn't mean it needs to, doesn't make a difference. Just concentrate, try to figure out which does need help and where your weak points are. Work on your strong points and try to curtail your weak points and that's what we're here for for 120 years. And instead of complaining about it, your whole life, they're just people who just walk around with baggage and they're always complaining, why do they have this guy's circumstance? And that's, as you see from the sugya, very counterproductive, because it's all according to Ramban, pity engraved in the stars, which means the stars were given the engraving by Kosh Baruch Hu. And it's nothing to do with the stars. This next line is very, very fascinating. It's still an ace to move around the star. Stars are heavy objects and they're uh, very hot, and they're part of the galaxy. And Kosh Baruch Hu created uh, a galaxy, and it would have been staying there for a long time had you not done this Avera Mitzvah, Davin, Stalker, or whatever it is. Hashem is going to do a nace. It's a nace nister, because you don't see it, but it's a nace. It's a nace, Lerev, Levatom, Ehem, Gzeros, HaKachavim, Vehemen, Anisim, Hanistarim. We're discussing after the shear. Nace Nigla is something you could see, and you can't figure out any other rational shot. What went on? That's a nice nigla. We don't have any nice nigla today. If some things that come closer, some things further. We, uh, Baruch Hashem, if you're on the Madrega and Klai Yisrael needs to be saved, there'll be uh, many a nice nister. Even Hanukkah, 95% of Hanukkah was a nice nister. They won battle after battle, which were Nisim and Oflos. Rambi Yamiatim, the nice nigla of the Nair burning, that was a nice nigla. If you stare at the Nair day after day, it doesn't go down, that's a nice nigla. That's a pretty small nice nigla in the scheme of things. The place can discuss a lot why it was necessary. Too much of a The whole thing wasn't necessary. The answer, the standard answer is, Kosh Baruch Hu was giving a message to Klai Yisrael that you're doing the right things, keep going, even though it's brutal, hand-to-hand combat, and it took them years to secure it. So years. We would not, we would look to Hanukkah the first year and said, we're declaring a yantif for this. You barely have control of, of Harabayas, of Yushalayim. It took years and years and, and four Four killed, four or five brothers killed before they secured anything. So they need a lot of chizik. So Kajbacha gave him one nez nigla at a tkufa where there were no nisim gluyim, which was the kufa by in order to be able to give him this chizik. We'll speak about the other reason why they needed the chizik in terms of just the general direction they were doing over Hanukkah, not for now. 
but the whole fact that they started the war was a chiddush niflo lalacha, because if you look at history, we've never done that before and never did it again. And Simon Kufman Zayin Yarbar, you have to defend yourself if they come, and you have to be willing to die. It never says you have to go on the offensive and start a war, especially a war you're going to lose on paper. So, and they were right for doing it. The question is why. Whatever it was, it was certainly a debatable. I don't, and I'm sure there were a lot of Yidin, even good Yidin, who were questioning why they were doing this and putting more people in Sakana. And the Gosh Baruch Hu sent uh, an heir, an ace nigla, a small little heir, to make an ace nigla that was not necessary al in order to show that. That is unusual even for Bayashani. Kulshah came now to a couple thousand years in Gullus. So if you hear stories about an ace nigla, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'd like to, like to hear the stories. But an ace nister happens all the time. We dive in. Akash Baruch Hu promises he's going to help us if it's uh, good for us. This last line is crucial, and Mitzvah Shem, we're going to pick it up next week because it goes with another Ramban and Shemais, and Mitzvah Shem will uh, take it up then.